1: Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street.
2: Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Kramer, David Faber, live from separate locations. Futures are steady to cap what has been a wild week. We're going to watch the contest between growth and value as Netflix guidance disappoints last night and as the U.S. smashes through its record for daily COVID case growth of 75,000 new cases, oil 40 and a half. 10-year, 60 basis points. Jim, we've had it all this week. Banks, Netflix, vaccine news, Fed speak. Uh, What are you going to be thinking about over the weekend?
3: Uh, Next week, which is going to be just gigantic. (laughs) We have everything from uh, IBM. We're going to bookcase with IBM on Monday and American Express on Friday. Both of them are going to be challenging and I think they could determine things. Carl, I've got to tell you, 8.30, uh, Santelli comes on and gives you that housing start number and Uh, Then Diana talks about how there's just not a lot of houses. And I sit here and I think the Fed has done a magnificent job. What can they do? They can take rates down to the point where, yes, uh, maybe JP Morgan doesn't make as much money. Bank of America certainly doesn't. But people are buying houses. And that's what's been working in the stock market this week is the housing trade, the Lowe's, that Home Depot, the dear small uh, tractors. That stuff has been flying off the shelves. And I've got to tell you, that's exciting. It's. It was not, of course, uh, the cloud as an S-A-S-S number, S-A-A-S stocks and cybersecurity. But I don't care. As long as there's a group going up, there's always a bull market somewhere.
2: Right. And we've been taking note of all the upside pre-announcements today. Today it's Daimler. It was Freeport the other day, Alcoa. Um, so, Jim, your, your overall thesis that uh, – that other sectors would start to catch up with what growth has done is what's playing out
3: yeah uh, uh, peter navarro please hold your ears uh china's leading the world uh china's growth is for real uh they're ordering things uh they're past the pandemic uh they are uh really in charge right now Uh, i know that that's not what uh, Attorney General Barr wants to do, and he's in the Name Names. David, did you like the Name Names blacklist? Didn't you feel like it was kind of like what your parents might have gone through in the 50s and 60s when they were outing people? I mean, where's the Hollywood 10? We got Bob Iyer.
1: Uh, you know, I know. <laughs> Disney and Apple. I'm not sure oh. you can name two more American companies, so right. to speak, at least. I, I, I Yeah. Known uh, complicit communist. somehow. Those... That was scary stuff, Jim. Actually. I thought it was really I, frightening. Know, I think a number of people found that.
3: Well, you know. I, look, he, he is, Barr's a very smart guy. He knew exactly what he did. He, uh, he took a page from McCar- Senator, Senator McCarthy. Uh, it was to me, since I grew up listening to the McCarthy, uh, Army McCarthy hearings, it was very jarring. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for him to specifically name names of communists within these companies uh, because that's where he was going. And I found it embarrassing for the United States.
1: Yeah, but it does yeah, point um, to the continued we, increase in tensions between yeah. our country and China, Jim. Yeah, but why don't we talk it's, it's not we, us. We, Google right. said we, no we to about China. It. We talked about it yesterday. Yeah. No, I know. You're right. Uh, but listen, we've got to keep in mind what it's going to mean in terms of Hong Kong and what's happening right. there and the potential sanctions that will take place, not for some time, but have been put in place to actually take effect. Uh, Into the future. Not to mention the 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 continued debate about TikTok, for example, which is an enormous media company. Make make no mistake, and has got to figure out something in terms of navigating these geopolitical currents that it finds itself in the middle of. Uh, But it's not insignificant. I mean, if you're Apple, what do you think about that? Uh, You're scared, Attorney General of the United
3: States. even Senator, uh, Senator McCarthy uh, didn't. This was more Roy Cohn. If you remember Roy Cohn, he was kind of a, the villain of that period. And uh, Carl, I found that if I worked at one of those companies, I, w- I would be downright frightened. And when you read Ride of a Lifetime by Bob Iger, he talks about the hard bargain he drove with the, with the Communist Party and how, uh, when you think yep. about Disney, they brought. They're like a fifth column. If we remember in in the Spanish Civil War, there were certain people who actually, when they got in, did the right thing for your country. And in this case, these companies are doing the right thing for our country. What do you think about if you make cell phones and you're Chinese and everybody wants an Apple cell phone? I think that that uh, I am a trade warrior, but I am not a cold warrior.
2: Uh, Jimmy's the top law enforcement official in the country. And at some point, you have to wonder, is he going to accuse these companies of a crime? Exactly Uh, right. Certainly uh, yesterday was was a step in that direction. David mentions TikTok, which did get a shout out from Reed Hastings uh, of Netflix last night, talking about the fluidity of Internet entertainment and the pressure uh, that the company continues to face. Here's what he said.
1: We want to have
3: so many hits that, you know, when you come to Netflix, you can just go from hit to hit to hit and, you know, never have to think about any of those other services, right? You know, we want to be like your primary, your best friend, the one you turn to. And of course, occasionally, you know, there's Hamilton and you're going to go to someone else's service for an extraordinary film. But, you know, for the most part, we want to be the one that just, you know, always please you.
2: Yeah. Jim, uh, stock down, free market, but a lot of the analysts have not been spooked.
3: Oh, look, I mean, it, it, he did call TikTok astounding. I, I that, that was amazing. Uh, but, uh, look, it was an amazing quarter. It, you have to understand that you have to look at this company the way you look at uh, Kraft Heinz or you look at Clorox, you look at Kellogg, you look at Smucker. Uh, these were companies that were very uh, adamant that, look, it's pull through. And these are companies that said that in your pantry, people loaded up. Not so much Kraft Times because they didn't load up there. But I do think that Netflix said the same thing, which is that how can you possibly do as well as when people load it up? And I think the answer is yes, you can do it internationally. It was a great call. I mean, I cannot believe how many people join. I cannot believe what a bargain people think it is. They did a lot about how they have content. Don't worry about that. They've got so much in the in the hopper. My favorite line, not talked about by the analysts, is they actually disagree discontinued people who aren't using it they made it so that they're not paying i can't tell you another online company that ever does that what they really love are people who keep paying automatically like i do with the nba i mean i'm like paying the nba what, what am i doing there's no nba and i'm paying for nba.com mlb.com well that's a real treat right now no uh, reed hastings says we're not going to do that we're turning it off and wow what a quarter. And Ted Cerritos. what the hell is the matter with that? Jay Hogue, whom I've known for many years, uh, who is the uh, one of the TCV board member, said great things about Sarandos. Anyone who knows Jay Hogue says he doesn't does not say anything idly. But these people don't know who the hell Jay Hogue is. And I thought the call was magnificent.
1: Yeah. And on Serendos, it's interesting to note, I mean, they've already gotten, in a sense, succession dealt with. Not that Reed Hastings <laughs> is going anywhere, guys. He indicated on the call he may be around for at least another decade. He's um, like 59, but that David. said, yeah, no. Right. He's a young man. He's a young man. Thank you. You and I are in agreement on all those things. At this point, anybody's young. Maybe Warren Buffett <laughs> is getting a little old. But other than that, Top and of Munger game. might be a little old. But yeah, but that's it. Everybody else is young, in my opinion, at this point. Um But uh, Serendos will be there uh, potentially as a successor if and when that day even comes, if it is a decade from now. He's 55 years old, uh, which is very young, by the way, we should point out. But, you know, guys, it was interesting to see some of the free cash flow that the company was able to generate as a result. Of course, typically it's content spend, of course, is in excess of uh, of their content expense. Um, uh, But now that's reversed because they're not spending as much on content because of the production uh, uh, hiccups that are happening right now. But there's some investors who are encouraged by that. So what was it? Free cash flow margin was 15 uh, percent. And it did show basis. that it can. Yeah, it can actually produce free cash flow in that kind of an environment. Now, of course, they are going to get back to spending a lot more on content once things ramp up again.
3: Yeah. Uh, Carl, one of the things that I loved about the Netflix call was that they found places without COVID uh, to do uh, to make content. At one point, they said, they, and we found, found a place in Oregon. I mean, there isn't anything these guys can't do right. I love the call. I think a lot of people just get turned off. They have to watch the call. Uh, I, watch the, I get the, the transcription, and I watch the call. And I, people have to understand, especially newbies, that Netflix do, does the most self-effacing call. So if you're selling it off their uh, humility... And selling it off their lack of arrogance, you're, you're nuts. I mean, they just don't do it like that. They play it very differently from every yeah. other company.
1: They're the anti-Moderna. Well, what okay. about the- and Carl? Carl, it's also <laughs> they're not that great at guiding. You know, we know that, Carl, too. I mean, they have they, they, yeah. typically their guidance is not always as good as, as some companies. So there is that. And the stock's back to, what was it, Carl, about a week ago or so. I mean, Heath Terry came out with some very big guidance or very big subscriber numbers. Stock jumped up. And so now it's kind of moving back down to where it was a very short time ago.
4: It's a game. Yeah, no, uh,
2: Heath went to 670. Although, Jim, this argument that, I mean, how many quarters are you going to get where there are no movie theaters, no cruises, uh, no Broadway, no music festivals, really where, as Hastings says, his competition was sleep. I mean, that's going to, to be hard to get sleep. again, is it, is it not? It used to be sleep.
3: Now his competition is Moderna and J&J. Uh, J&J with a thousand-person study company. You know, to be starting in the last week of July. Uh, that's what he's up against, and ultraviolet, so that when you lean back in the movie theater, you don't get the other guy's COVID. That's what they're really worried about, by the way. It's the lean back. It used to be lice.
1: Now It's COVID. How are you getting it from leaning back? The guy's somebody behind you is breathing on you. Is that No, what you're in your the head. You know, if you slap, I'm one of those guys who watches it like this. Oh come on! What do you mean? Oh come on! Yeah, what do you mean? Oh not, come on! Not,
3: what do you think they need? Ultraviolet on
1: surfaces. For? Throw it. Get a tie on, for heaven's sake. All right, but it's not. It's not surface. It's not. It's not as much transmitted through surfaces, is it, Jim? I mean. Wear masks. Wear masks. I I wear wear
3: masks everywhere. I mean, what did I do? I mean, Carl, Carl, I'm the most pro-mask guy in America. I'm giving away a million dollars of people's money if you come up with the right mask. I know
2: know the debate rages today, guys, uh, as the governor of Georgia suing the mayor of Atlanta uh, on enforcement of uh, some of these mask mandates. It's pretty amazing. And then, Jim, you know, uh, we're expecting The Lancet to say something about AstraZeneca on Monday Fauci with Zuckerberg last night talking about uh, the potential for the vaccine and again, reiterating that he thinks the trajectory is good. Here's what Fauci said.
4: If everything works out the way we hope and we don't get any unpredictable potholes and bumps in the road, we should know as we get into the mid to late fall, early winter, but probably late fall, whether we have candidates that really are safe and effective. And I hope and anticipate that we will have one or more. If that's the case, by the time we get to the end of this year, the beginning of calendar year 2021, we may have vaccine one or more candidate that is actually safe and effective. That being the case, we can start distributing doses widely at that time.
2: Jim, that kind of fits with what Morgan Stanley said uh, last week, and that is... Important phase three data, in their view, mid to early to mid-November.
3: Yes. And, and, and Dr. Fauci did specifically call out Moderna. I make fun of Moderna a little bit because they dump so much stock into the positive. Thing. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but uh, Dr. Fauci also said that he wears a mask when he runs. I wonder whether he ma- wears a mask when when those Sherman tanks run over his uh, body and then they get up and say he's OK. Don't worry. I mean, Dr. Fauci is like the old Timex ad. He takes a licking from the administration but he keeps on ticking. And I thought the interview... Did you see all the expression that Mark Zuckerberg had? Wow! <laughs> David, did you see that? I mean, he was deeply moved. <laughs> I, he blinked.
1: Uh, yeah.
3: Go back. I think he blinked. Do we have tape of him it's, blinking?
1: It, it, it's, it's a little... I'm, yeah. I, I'm not. You know what? I'm, I'm in a good... I'm not going to... There's no reason to make fun of <coughs> anybody at all. I don't know... If right, that's right. a real human being or not, I don't know. I don't know. He it was looks very like good. It might well, be real he was very good in it. I to be fair, it. Jim, he was. To be fair,
2: uh, actually, Zuckerberg did step out a bit uh, and and even issued an opinion about the U.S. pandemic response. You want to take a quick listen to that? Mm-hmm. At this point,
0: it is clear uh, that the trajectory in the U.S. is um, is significantly
3: worse than than many other countries and. Uh, that our government and and this administration
0: have been uh, considerably less effective in in handling this.
3: Yeah. And he's going to be blacklisted for that. He is. I'm not kidding. I mean, I'm waiting for Attorney General Barr to say that he is, that there are known communists in Facebook. Fifty seven known communists, which is, of course, how many different t- tomato tastes certain in Heinz, as we know from Manchurian Kennedy. So, but the, absolutely, he did a great job. Yeah. Zuckerberg did great. And he's totally right, right. about that. He, he just he wasn't afraid to say it. Was not that something?
1: I, yeah. All right, Jim. So when I say right now that, you know, in countries like Germany or France or uh, Spain or Italy, uh, the U.K., where everybody's going back to school, no problem. And I point out that that's not the case here. Am I now on that list? And by agreeing with me, which no, you're, you're about to do, the, I know you are. No, so are you you're, on the
3: list? You're on the Nixon enemies list that he's putting together. That's the secret list, David. You know, oh, you have is. to make fun of this because you can't, you have to stop it. If we have a House on American Committee, right. then we truly have just become the joke of a country that all of us are afraid of.
2: We're going to obviously it's it's increasingly a topic of discussion, even on a show that talks about stocks. We're going to take a break here. We're going to get to some of the other news of the morning. BlackRock with some pretty interesting data on flows and seven trillion dollars under management. Now, new bans on cruises, Uh, some clarity from Twitter last night on what happened at that hack this week. We're back in a minute.
5: What's on the horizon for financial markets?
2: Twitter says about 130 accounts were targeted in that massive hack this week, including those of prominent individuals like Elon Musk and Joe Biden. At yesterday's P&G virtual conference, Jack Dorsey said, quote, we do believe this was through social engineering of our own employees. That is something that no matter how good the technology is, there's always a weak link there. And we think defi- and we can definitely build around it and are looking at the steps it would take to do that. Uh, FBI, meantime, Jim, is going to lead an investigation on this. Have to. You
3: have to find out what went on. As Senator Warner talked about, the importance of this. Look, Twitter is more important in in terms of the shock value of of what someone might be saying uh, than it is uh, in terms of the earnings per share and the growth. Uh, It's completely uh, it's rudderless to some degree. I think Ned Siegel does a terrific job as the CFO, but. Twitter does not have artificial intelligence to be able to stop this stuff, even internally. Didn't they realize that within their own organization, there there could be people who sabotage the company? I I think that there are many companies where there are known saboteurs. And I'm not saying uh, Attorney General Barr. I just think you have to be worried. This is uh, within within any company. There are people who could do this. But this company in particular, if you get the keys to the kingdom, you can
1: cause a lot of damage. David, but, you know, you know it. Jim, when I think about I do, but I, I also think about so many of the breaches that we've seen different, different. No doubt. This is right. a hacking. But at the same time, breaches, I mean, you go back through the corporate history of so many different names. I mean, so many major companies, consumer oriented companies and their stocks suffer for a brief amount of time. And then they then they come back and oh, then true. it's sort of over and done with. And that's it. You move on. But Twitter uniquely uh, has not
3: been able to capture the kind of ads uh, Gary uh, Vaynerchuk, you know, Gary Vee uh, was on a special that we did last night. Uh, and I've got to tell you, he was talking about the great value of placing ads in Instagram, uh, Facebook uh, and next door uh, trying to get in on uh, next door. Doesn't mention Twitter. Twitter is has become to me a not great way to get your message out. It was really good for movies and for sports. But name me two. Here, you know, David. I know you like Jeopardy. Name me two things that are not happening.
1: Uh, sports is not happening, at no. least not yet. How about movies, David? Other no, they're Netflix. not happening either. Thank Th- you for that answer. Well, Other than Netflix, which is your first stop. Back to our previous conversation. 30 Netflix new, has become yeah. the first stop. Look, that do you know, I mean, they have as many subs now as, as cable, basically. I mean, they're almost equal to cable subs in the country. Oh, they're going to crush million it
3: in Japan. Stuff. They talked about Japan uh, being the next, really the next frontier. I, I, I think that the world is their oyster. Remember, they don't even charge much versus, say, going to the movies, they charge as much as popcorn and M&M's.
1: You know, forget the ticket. That's true. What, although what there is no like? shortage, Carl, of potential... Com- there are no shortage of competitors now out there, although, as they say, they're only real competitor sleep or maybe TikTok. But we've got our Peacock streaming service. You've got HBO Max out there. You've got Disney+. Plus. And, by the way, guys, we haven't mentioned Apple. And, Jim, I'm sure you've seen this, is spending real money now. I yeah. mean, for quite some time, I made note of the paucity of their content Uh, Offerings, And and that is still the case. (laughs) But they seem to be spending real money. Amazon, too. I think
3: Apple's for real. Apple's doing things just the way that Tim Cook likes to do it. Slowly, steadily. And then the next thing you know, boom, that's what's going to happen. Oh, there's a nice chart. What is that? Look at all the people who told you to sell it. Where's the saginaw? Where did it drop there? See that there? Can we see the blink again? The Zuckerberg (laughs) blink. I swear he blinked. (laughs) You? I swear. You've got guns. you got
2: guns blazing today for Barr, Tony. Uh, Look, Zuckerberg d- did. It is Friday.
3: Zuckerberg did talk about. Uh, I have to hand it to him on the way that this has been handled. How about Atlanta versus Georgia? Isn't that great? What a stand! No this mess. We live free and
1: die in Georgia. Kind of a twist
2: I'll tell on you, New we're Hampshire. We're going to talk about that uh,
1: on New Hampshire
2: later on this morning with the governor of Colorado, uh, Jared Polis, who. I did institute a new uh, statewide mask requirement yesterday. That's coming up later this morning on Squawk on the street. Uh, We'll take a break here. Stay with us.
5: This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do.
2: Stave off a uh, back-to-back drop would be the first in two months. Uh, Netflix shares, though, still in the red in the pre-market. We'll get the opening bell in just about five minutes. Don't go away. All
1: right, let's squeeze in a mad dash. as we to get you ready for the open of uh, the last trading day. What's well, been an eventful week? What do you got? Uh, Davey, the day traders are not going to like Neo downgrade
3: by Goldman to sell. David, Neo is the Chinese Tesla, and they're talking about it. The, the valuation is too high. Amazing! Uh, it, it, this is the Chinese Tesla. How can they do that? But the answer is, is that this thing. Is so much more. This thing was at two dollars. Uh, not long after the sixty minutes piece that said they were the greatest things in sliced bread. So I, I agree with this downgrade on sell valuation. We don't see them very often when it comes to Chinese stocks. I think it's right. I think that one of the things that should that probably does happen soon is that Chinese stocks maybe they get outlawed uh, by our administration.
1: Do you really believe that that is a possibility? Absolutely. Outlawed? I mean, under what law? How would that? Even work. I don't know. Martial law.
3: I'm not kidding, David. They don't want these stocks trading here. They don't want these companies raising money in America, and they don't want these stocks trading here. You know, look, David. This is not. You know, look. I'm not talking about me. I know. And and, uh, you know, I got guys saying Pluto's a known communist. There's 101 communists. The Dalmatians were communists, but they are. (laughs) Don't you love this? Look at this. Uh, Beauty and the
1: Beast were communists. Asleep, asleep, sleepy and Happy yeah. were communists. But David, oh, that, yes, that it, bell, that bell in Beauty and the Beast. She read books. She had to be a communist. Yeah, no not That, can't, that yeah. cantaloupe was such a communist. Yeah.
3: Angel Lansbury was a communist yeah, in uh, from the Manchurian, Canada. Um, so so I do think right, that, but, yes, this is the begin the denouement we were going to we're going to see. Of course, TikTok, by the way, is owned mostly by American P.E. companies. <laughs>
1: Oh, without a doubt. Uh, Yeah. I mean, like uh, Philippe Lafont is on the board and they're a big owner, uh, KOTU. But um, but back to this Chinese. Uh, Listen, if it comes to the point at which somehow we we will not allow the Chinese corporations to have access to our capital markets, there's going to be a lot of other things that have to be in a pretty bad place by then as well, Jim. I mean, that is when I would wonder, don't you have to look at Apple and really wonder whether their business is going to be impacted? Because what would be the response? I have to hope that the president realizes that we have these great
3: American companies that are doing terrifically in China and that that's good. We're trying to block the Chinese from dumping here, not block the American companies from doing fabulously there.
2: But they disagree with that. Guys, there's the opening bell Uh, at the NYSE. Biden Financial highlighting the PPTY U.S. diversified real estate ETF. And at the NASDAQ, it's Berkeley Lights, a digital cell biology company celebrating an IPO. Jim, the president, speaking of which, hasn't um, tweeted a lot this week, but just retweeted the article from Sky News about the Oxford data that we are expecting uh, in the Lancet on Monday. Uh, wow. You always talk about under promising, over delivering. Yeah. Um, it, it, how much is on the line? I don't know. They've got the
3: they've got both T cell. They have T cell antibodies too. Uh, the word on that on that vaccine is very very positive. Uh, so I think that AstraZeneca has got something. It's really you know Oxford pretty decent school. And, and I, I do think that, as, as Dr. Fauci said, there's going to be multiple, uh, multiple vaccines. I thought J&J, if you go over their conference call yesterday, which is a very good conference call, they talked about being ready to produce, you know, they're, they're ready to produce a couple billion vials. And what it's going to come down to is who can produce the most, because I think that you're not going to be able to beat this thing until everybody gets a vaccine. And I, I was very hopeful from J&J, and I hope to be, uh, have some good news AstraZeneca. David, the, the number of companies and the firepower throwing at this thing does make me feel like that there is going to be good news by the, by the beginning of the year.
1: Which would be great. Uh, Jim, do you think we end up in some sort of a situation where if, in fact, things do continue to progress in a in a positive manner, that there are more than one vaccine? There's, you know, numerous vaccines available somehow. Is, does does that work, or how does that work? Yes, because Regeneron will have something, AstraZeneca
3: will have something, Pfizer will have something, Moderna will have something, J&J will have something. All my, the docs I talked to say you're going to have to take at least three shots to beat this thing. One of them will be a booster shot just because... Uh, it, it's not going to be enough. The skeptics say that they've never beaten anything this fast. Well, I've never seen, you know, this, this is D-Day. And these companies are approaching and they're throwing endless amount of money. There's no limit to what's being spent. Now, there are a lot of smaller companies that people are very enamored of, but uh, I, I say stick with the majors. That's who's going to be able to develop something, because they've developed it before.
2: Jim, do you think um, that the, the the full economic re, uh, recovery is contingent not on the development, not on the approval, not on the manufacturing, not on the distribution, but on a, but by Americans saying, "I'll wait till my neighbor gets it and see how it works out."
3: Wow, uh, I, ooh, I, I I had thought the full recovery will come uh, when we know that uh, we have mass. Uh, we are, we everyone everyone we know is taking the vaccine. It reminds me of when we got the pol- when when I got the polio shot. And uh, we knew that everyone got the polio shot. There's no anti-vaxxers then. And then you could go outside. I mean, my parents didn't want me to go. I ate the sugar cube for the, the salk and right. you had this, and then the sabin. And people didn't want to go out because they were afraid that their neighbor was going to give it to them. They didn't want to go to a pool. They didn't want to go to a lake. I think it's going to be a little like polio. I think that people are going to say, you know what, everybody's going to take this. And that's going to make things very positive for our country. I mean, Zuckerberg's right, though. Right now, we're in disarray. Zuckerberg, you like that. Gottlieb versus Zuckerberg, how
1: about that? Well, no, it's they seem to be on the same page. No, I'm right? just saying I mean, it's a fun thing part. to do. Yeah. yeah, they're fun.
3: I mean, yeah, right. Blinky. I mean, I mean, Zuckerberg and Gottlieb. It could be just a very creative. I like the fact that Fauci sat down with him. Fauci's a creative guy, uh, and he's still there. Isn't that incredible, Carl? Isn't it amazing? He's still there. I mean, after what he's had to he deal doesn't. with. <laughs>
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, he was on the cover of InStyle magazine this week um, and kind of talked about the fact that, you know, I think, how how did he put it? This is life in the fast lane. Um, And uh, I don't think he's going anywhere, Jim. I don't know about you.
3: No, I attribute everything to the fact that he went to Regis, which I regard as being the best school in New York City.
1: It's certainly up there as one of them, Jim. Um, He has he's not allowed to go on TV. Right. So he does everything on these. Well, like he did with Zuckerberg, it's interesting how oh, he he's figured out his workarounds, it. guys. Um, right, streaming. Um, they haven't figured out that that's TV, I guess not. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're good. Uh, let's talk more about. Let's talk more about uh, Chinese stocks. I want to talk about Alibaba, actually, guys. This morning, you know, it's it, we haven't spent that much time on it. Of course, such an important holding for SoftBank, which owns 24 plus percent of the company. SoftBank, by the way, has been doing quite well lately as they continue to monetize certain assets, but not their stake in Alibaba. Jack Ma selling an awful lot of stock. But um, it's underperformed, though, when you look at it. You know, Jim, if you take a look at it versus JD.com, for example, it has underperformed rather significantly. E-commerce in China, just the same way, of course, that it happened here when they shut down. That was the foremost way that people were doing business it's kind of been their way foremost way anyhow but even more so um but there's a look at what jd has done during that same time period i'm mentioning it this morning i know you know it's funny did they take market share it's a little higher end some of their stuff like an you know somebody will come deliver you in a nice uniform your apple phone back to apple right to your home uh when you order it on jd but um There could be more buying coming into BABA shares, at least some are are anticipating due to something called the HK Southbound Connect. That's the channel through which mainland Chinese investors can trade stocks that are listed in Hong Kong. Remember, Alibaba is now listed in Hong Kong. In fact, the free float in Hong Kong is currently said to be around $70 billion. But they are not yet authorized, that is, mainland Chinese investors to buy via the Southbound Connect shares of Alibaba. You can buy shares of Xiaomi and any number of other companies so if and when that approval comes through there's thought to be additional buying power in the HK market for Alibaba and potentially could help uh, that stock price which again has done fairly well but not nearly as well Jim as some of the others in Chinese e-commerce. I didn't realize the underperformance
3: because the last couple conference calls last quarters were really fantastic. So that may be I mean, a great still opportunity. the dominant. Yeah, that, that may be a great opportunity. Yeah, it's still David. dominant. Is, but yeah. I, I, I've ordered stuff from Alibaba and it does not make me a known communist. And, and I do think that it is an <laughs> incredible company uh, and it's got American financial financials. Data. It reads like an American company. And, you know, all the people who run it. I mean, they're they kind of get the program.
1: Yep. Now, listen, we don't talk. uh, Tencent is uh, one of the other giants there. They've just announced something to launch an online shopping feature in their WeChat app, uh, again, to challenge the likes of Alibaba and J.D., a very important market, one that we should be at least stay focused on. Talked a lot about China this morning, I guess, haven't we, guys? Well, I mean, this is the most important non-COVID story. Yes. Right. I mean, in
3: the financial world. The war, the trade war against China is going to be a Cold War. And we all have to recognize that because of Apple, because of Intel, because of uh, Nike, because of Starbucks. I mean, these companies have a lot on the line. And I imagine they didn't call out Starbucks yesterday, which I thought was really interesting. I mean, that would have been a natural. I guess that's Mm. today. And Nike, I guess that's today. But look, uh, other than that, (laughs) I was very encouraged by all the Uh, confidence. Let's put it this way. The earnings so far have been really terrific. And we have to recognize that it's supposed they were supposed to be really bad. The banks were great. Let's call out Morgan Stanley for an incredible quarter. That was David. Morgan Stanley's changing stripes. And, and when they get the E-Trade deal done, we're not going to be talking about Robin Hood. We're going to be talking about, I don't know, Morgan Hood.
1: David. Right. What did, yeah. What did Gorman say? I quoted him again. I'm forgetting the kids. Right. It's not just kids on that. Uh, just, you know, right. trading some stocks there. Your point on Morgan Stanley, well taken, Jim, although the stock is down today. It was an interesting week for the financials um, and not a great one in terms of the performance of the stocks overall, other than Morgan Stanley. Even what were very strong numbers from Goldman Sachs got a muted response from the stock market. JP Morgan let us off, muted response as well. Uh, Wells Fargo, we know, was not particularly good, but it actually did just as well, if not better, than some of the ones I mentioned And there's a look at Citi. I don't know. As we come out of this week, having heard from all these companies in terms of their earnings, Bank of America as well, Jim, do you think about buying them at any point? Well, I think the big
3: issue Yeah, I would buy JP Morgan. The big issue is that they took such huge reserves. Uh, if you get stimulus, these stocks take off if you get a change. And and by the way, not if you get the payroll tax cut. I know my friend Larry loves the payroll tax cut. But if you get something similar to what uh, Treasury Mnuchin already gave you, then you want to buy the banks because then the credit losses, the credit reserves are going to be uh, uh, overstated and and too conservative. And that's when you would buy them. Goldman, by the way, had a a 1.5 bill. And I think people were really not expecting that at all.
2: Yeah, uh, that's going to be one of the key stories of next week, Jim. Not just the EU summit over the weekend, but Congress getting to work on Stimulus 5. Uh, There seems to be a brewing tug of war between Mnuchin and Kudlow about whether the White House would demand a payroll tax cut as part of it. How much of the 600 gets reduced uh, per week? Uh, So that's going to be key, right?
3: Oh, boy. Look, at the end, come August, they've got to give us something. Because we need a bridge to the bridge to the vaccine. And it's got to be the mask and it's got to be stimulus. David, uh, the idea of the payroll tax cut that Larry likes, uh, you you know, that benefits you and me.
1: It's not not. No, I don't know how that I don't know how that and it doesn't get into the economy that quickly. I don't get that one. No, but it's something Larry likes. Jim, right. how many people are going to face potential eviction when those moratoriums are up and when they're no longer receiving the $600 additional benefit from unemployment? Uh, how many you people in this that. country are going to be at, at that level? Because I think the numbers are staggering and very scary. You are so And right. I don't and know what it means. They, it, look, yeah. the banks can, o- oh. can offer forbearance.
3: But, an in, but a company that has a mortgage that's, uh, that, that is renting apartments, they can't offer forbearance. They've got to kick them out.
2: Wow. Yeah. Uh, some of the census uh, household uh, survey data yesterday, guys, suggested that I think it's 22 million uh, households uh, said they were not confident of being able to meet next month's rent. It kind of points to what Larry Fink told the guys on Squawk Box this morning about the recovery being a lot more muted, they believe, than, might, than consensus might suggest. Here's what Larry said. BlackRock has never believed we're going to have a V-shaped economy. You know, we believe this is going to be a slower more persistent uh, rebound. Um, but we do believe there is a rebound, but it's just going to take longer. Kind of fits with a lot of the commentary this week, Jim.
3: Yeah, but Larry was very thoughtful. As I wish we could all have a transcript of the things he said. Uh, I, I found, Larry, uh, the most imperative thing was that he said that a lot of money was taken out. Uh, with, this, with this market, it means that uh, a dip is going to be met by new money. Uh, which is kind of extraordinary. I mean, people pulled out money uh, in that last week of March. David, remember? I think there were people who came on our air in the last week of March, and they were somewhat negative.
1: Yes, I do remember that. Uh, Bill Ackman, Mr. Chanos. Uh Yeah, that was not great timing. No, it uh, was. Then It'll you had Miller, and you had... Yeah, there was a lot of... Uh, a lot, of, so a lot of negativity at that point in terms of the market. Now, by the way, their view of the economy end up, may end up being correct, but certainly their view of what would happen to the stock market has not been.
3: Right. And I think that the, there is a, a classic chasm between what the stock market's doing, except for the banks this week, and what the economy is doing. But that's not unusual. I mean, people don't understand that if you're buying Zscaler and you're buying Okta and if you're buying uh, Palo Alto Networks and you're buying uh, Fortinet, you're buying that because of something that happened at Twitter. You you buy PayPal because of something secular that's happening in the banks. I mean, I I, I mentioned watch Okta on on Twitter because Okta has been that's a company that does identity, does identity. Wasn't that what the problem
2: is with Twitter? Go bring Okta in. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I just saw that tweet, Jim. Interesting. Uh, We are on track for a uh, third week higher on the S&P. Let's get to Bob Bassani this morning. Morning, Bob.
0: Good morning, Carl. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, Yeah, we're up about 1% for the week. Very good start to earnings season. It's nice to see the banks holding up relatively well. They tend to dip going into earnings season this week. Not so this week. That's a good sign. Uh, A bit of a reversal today for the trend this week, which has been towards value here. So early on, tech has been a relative outperformer. Uh, energy is underperforming and banks are underperforming a little bit. As I said, that's a little bit of a reversal of the trend for this week. There's been this value rotation we talk about, tech cooling off, industrials, energy doing better. Look at the numbers for this week. Transport's uh, classic value. have had a great week overall. It's up about 5 percent. Uh, small caps are up about 3 uh, percent. Uh, And you see industrials, energy, and technology lagging. So, this is in a nutshell your value play, your value win. Hard to believe, though, the value rotation is going to last. I'm sorry. I know everybody's been waiting for 10 years for value to outperform, but the simple fact is the numbers. Uh, the weightings of the S&P are so big now towards tech and so many now own passive index funds that these kinds of breakdowns become very important. Tech is 28 percent of the S&P. The top two sectors are almost not quite, but almost 50 percent of the S&P. The bottom five sectors look at that energy and materials, look how small those numbers are. Energy, materials, real estate, utilities, they're 17 or 18 percent of the S&P top two 50% almost, bottom 5, 18, you know, that becomes very important when you're a, uh, a, a passive index uh, kind of person like a lot of people are. Uh, the heart of earnings season is next week. So now we'll start getting, well, most of the fang names reported the week after next, but we'll get IBM, Microsoft, Intel, Twitter uh, next week. And uh, of course, those momentum names merely, really mean a lot at this point. Hey, speaking of the rise of passive indexing in, in passive indexing and investing. Nothing illustrates that whole theme better than BlackRock. They had terrific numbers. They had significant inflows. They had increases in asset under management. Even in the pandemic, money still keeps going in here. They are the largest ETF provider that is out there. They have the strongest brand, which is iShares. Uh, they are very diverse. They are in passive, which is the big area, but they're also inactive. And they are the leader in ESG. They hold the largest funds in the ESG ETF space here. And that's been growing leaps and bounds this year. And here's something important that buried in their numbers, what I pay attention to, the base fee rate is 17 basis points. What's that mean? It's kind of a blended average of what they're charging. But think about this, 17 basis points is $17 if you invest $10,000. So you put $10,000 in a fund, they charge you $17 a year. Uh, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, typical funds were 100 basis points, 1%, 150 basis points. So uh, Larry and BlackRock have taken a, a piece out of the Vanguard Playbook and kept fees really low, and that has attracted assets under managed. That's one of the really big keys. Look at IVV, this is what they're one of their biggest ETFs. You're basically buying the SP 500, three basis points, you can get this for $10,000 investments. Three dollars a year is what they charge you. You can own the SP for $10,000 for three dollars a year. Think about what that means and what a revolution that has been in the last 15 years. So, BlackRock is opening today. Where is it? 580. I think it opened at here. The historic high for BlackRock was 590. That's back in February of uh, March of 2018, Carl, I believe, or maybe it was January. But we're just $10 away from a new high and
2: with very good reason. Big leader in that whole ETF area. Guys, back to you. All right, Bob. See you in a little while. Uh, Let's get to Rick Santelli. Brought us uh, housing starts earlier. We'll get consumer sentiment in a few minutes. Hey, Rick. Hi, Carl, indeed.
4: And the housing data is pretty good. Now, look at intraday of 10s. You see the yields have popped, but the fuse was very long because they popped an hour after the housing data was out and mostly because of the next chart. Here's the S&P futures on top of 10-year note yields. The S&P futures, like Dow futures, popped right away on the 8.30 Eastern data, but it did take a while for Treasuries. You know, right now, two-year note yields are unchanged. Everything else on the curve is still lower in yield, uh, higher in price. And if you look on the week, all maturities, 2s through 30s, are lower yields. So we see that we continue to see muted responses to good data. We know that outflows are still the big norm when it comes to equities, despite how well they've done. And Treasuries, sovereigns in particular, global, they're still quite popular. Now, as you look at the uh, next chart, everything's about foreign exchange, really. Uh, we have the EU summit coming up. All 27 countries are going to be there trying to hash out how to, you know, throw everything they have, including a kitchen sink of this coronavirus-affected a group economy but they haven't really decided yet but the markets pretty optimistic look at the euro versus the dollar starting at early nineteen and realize we're not far away from testing levels we haven't seen since then 114.50 is that spike this year and the highs today are getting closer and closer to that level look at the euro versus the yen also from early 2019 euro doing well And finally, the euro versus the Chinese yuan, same effects. So the euro seems to be quite popular, even though maybe their leaders haven't quite decided how they want to use the stimulus. The fact of the matter is, maybe later to the party is more optimistic at this point in eyes of global investors. Carl, Jim, David, back to you.
2: All right, Rick, we'll see you in a few. Uh, Rick Santelli. Uh, When we come back uh, later this morning, think of the states that have implemented mask mandates in recent days, Uh, Alabama, Kentucky, Montana, and Colorado. Well, yesterday, we'll talk to Governor Jerry Polis later on this morning. We'll take a break. Don't go away.
5: Okay, time to call Tracy. Not going to procrastinate. Maybe I'll just check the news real quick. Stephanie Rule, hop over to David Faber and Jim Cramer, maybe stream a little last night's Rachel Maddow. I want to feel informed but nervous but also yelled at. Then I'll be ready to talk to Tracy.
1: Missed that show, uh, but uh, was able to see it last night. Or it's Streaming on Peacock, of course, uh, guys, that was a nice little mention for us. Yeah, I
3: put her, I put her in Apple at 200 and got her on Facebook around 70. Some good
1: calls. Uh, I really do miss 30 Rock. Great show, by the way. You can watch all of it on Peacock anytime. Throw in a little promo there. Wow, David, that was really sly. You like that? That's synergy. (laughs) Synergy.
2: Yeah, we got Peacock and then an announcement that the Olympics uh, have dates, uh, schedules, and venues all set for uh, July 23rd to August date 2021 take a break here. Take a look at the laggards, I think, on the Dow week to date. Squawk on the streets back in just a moment. Here's a look at Netflix for the week, down about 10 and a half percent. Of course, uh, subscriber guidance for Q3 was below expectations. Uh, Credit Suisse does cut to neutral on what they're calling the first half pull forward of subgrowth. 491. We'll take a break here. We'll be back in a minute. Take a look at Morgan Stanley today. Uh, Only one of the banks that's up, and Jim gave it a shout-out earlier this morning as one of the blowout reports of the week. I think that's going to do stop trading today, right, Jim?
3: Yeah. Look, once they close the E-Trade deal and, and, you know, they vote on the deal this morning, uh, I think the the stock is going to get another bump. I think people want to – be in this one because it distinguished itself as having the best growth with the least credit risk. And that's exactly what you want out of a FinTech company, which is what Morgan Stanley's becoming.
1: Market cap going to go up a lot, too, guys, yeah. uh, what, oh, add yeah. another 12 billion to the market cap. That that gap with Goldman is going to rise dramatically. You know, they usually well, Goldman was bigger for most of the time, but now Morgan Stanley's already 10 billion more in market cap. And going to add another twelve, given it's an all-stock deal. Yeah,
3: I really think that they're going to be. i be moving closer to a swab in terms of getting a, a higher price during its multiple. It is my favorite one. My charitable trust does not own it. That's bad by me. I like it. All right, Jim. Uh, what's on Mad tonight? Uh, Nutanix. It's just one of these companies that we have to pay close attention to because it's it's got all of the buzzwords that you need to actually put out an interesting movie this morning if you follow it. Uh, Mister Mr. Panning knows about. Uh, uh, he knows about data processing. He knows about the great areas that are like VMware, David, with Dell, that you have to be in, which is just the, the never-ending cloud growth. It just doesn't end, even though the markets, the stocks may be down. Watch, by the way, watch KSU, which is a railroad that's very cyclical, great quarter. So there's a lot, to, there's a lot that's exciting here. Next week's going to be terrific. I really believe that. I think it's going to be an incredible week.
2: Yeah, I think uh, eight Dow stocks report, seventy-three and S&Pers, uh, CSX and Union Pacific, Jim. So we'll get some uh, some transports. You got Microsoft in the mix, IBM, Tesla, Chipotle Tesla. Uh, next week's when, it, when it's when it gets interesting. Oh, my. I, I love next week. It's just so
3: much fun. I mean, you, you can't sleep. I usually don't sleep. I do an all nighter between Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, and, but I'm going to wear a tie just because I like to look respectable on TV. It's what I do. This, by the way, is a Brioni David, which is, uh, you know, the equivalent of your country. Oh,
1: thank you for that. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, your suit alone is worth. Well, listen, for a man who has seven, what is it, 17 houses now, Carl, 17 houses and counting. Is that what he's up to? My wife picked up another with this
3: DocuSign. Next day, she's like, oh, oops, I bought a house. Oops. Oops, I bought a house. That's what happens with DocuSign. Oops. But she rented it.
2: Hey, when the 30 year is what, 298? I think a lot of people are looking uh, to buy a house these days, Jim. Oh, boy, uh, good yes. weekend. We'll oh, see you guys, later. I, I'm going to miss you, we'll you over you the tonight. weekend, but if you want to
3: do a show on Saturday, I'm game.
2: <laughs> Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Jim, we'll see you later. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's
1: Squawk on the Street.